0: Welcome, one and all, to episode two of season two of Toxo so Real. I'm Matt Zanzala, your host of this series right here. And what I like to do with Toxo so Real is have some real talk with some of my friends, my people that I came up with around the uh, music community, the entertainment community around Texas especially. And we took a little trip today. We've got a very special person in the house. In fact, we're in his house. We're out in Luling, Texas with the Texas hip-hop legend, Sally Williams. What's up, man? Man,
1: what's going on, Matt? Thank you, man, for coming, man.
0: Thank you for having me out here. It's really wow. great to reconnect with you. I mean, All right, man. A-Shack is in the house. We got yeah. family in the house. Yeah. We're just reminiscing a little bit about, yes, you know, yeah. was that 10 years ago, 15 years 15, ago? yeah, <laughs>
1: going way back, man. <laughs> <laughs> Can't no, even think that far back. Yeah. <laughs>
0: no, for real. And, yeah. you know, you're kind of a man of mystery to a lot of people. Like, you and the whole Carnival Beats, like, I think I really admire the fact that, that you weren't one of the real flashy producers trying to take over Uh-oh. uh the, the uh take take the shine right. and all this. But I also have to recognize the fact that you have a story that really needs to be told. People need yeah. to know more about what you and your brothers did. And, I know. I mean, as a producer, Carnival Beats, I'm going to say conservatively, mm. 90% of the hits of the 2000s for Houston mm. and beyond and other things. But, the songs that people name, I've had moments where I'm like, "Damn, that was them too," again. <laughs> all right. And we're going to get into all that, but yeah. I'd really like to talk more. You know, get started with the real history because right on. I know, you know, you're not just a producer. Yeah. You started out. What did you start playing? I started
1: playing maracas.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: My father. Um. We had a family band. My father put together. So my father brought all his equipment and he laid it all out: uh, drums, bass, guitars. And, and the seven of us, which is me and my three older brothers and my three older sisters, I'm the youngest out of seven. And he just said, hey, what y'all gonna play? And we just started picking out instruments, and we was kids. And we learned how to play. Unfortunately, like I said, they gave me the maracas. Mm-hmm. And that was my first instrument, so I was playing maracas. In 1981, we did our first performance in San Marcos.
0: Were you like playing the hits, or we
1: were doing like Michael Jackson? You know what was hits? You know at the time, mm-hmm. Billie Jean, not Billie Jean, and <clears throat> and some of the, you know, some blues. Mm-hmm. But it was cool, man. When we, you know, we toured. We did our little Chitlin' Circus. We played around Smithville. We played all throughout Luling, Texas. I mean, all in San Mark, We just played everywhere. It was right. But later on that year, we we got a chance to go into the big city, which was Austin, Sixth yeah. Street. Okay.
0: History, so, Well, that's there a go. good segue because um, I was uh, talking to Doug Mecca. Do you remember Doug Mecca from Hip Hop Mecca back in the day? He did a lot of, uh, they were like the hip hop promoters of mm-hmm. the 90s and 2000s in Austin. And uh,
2: right.
0: he said to ask you about your early days <laughs> and a band you were in called 602.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> said you used to play the small stage upstairs at Toulouse weekly while the yeah. uh, business played the main stage downstairs.
1: downstairs. Yeah. Yeah. We were, that was, that was years after we got on Sixth street, uh, the four, the four boys, the four brothers, man, me, yep. a my brother, Tomar and Kareem. Yeah. And we had a bass player named, uh, Michael Wynn and, uh, another guy on the guitar named Todd, uh, and we played at Toulouse, man. That was like, that was the hot spot though. And, uh, and we were doing cover songs. We did it every now and then. We would throw in originals, but Sixth Street was jumping
2: there.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, it was like Toulouse. And then downstairs, you know, it was like the big crowd. And, you know, so mm-hmm. it was, yeah, man, yeah. He took, he took us all the way back to that one. Did,
0: was MC Overlord around there? Was that? Yeah. Did he have anything to do? With-
1: the Overlord was around. Overlord was playing across the street, I think, at Steamboats. Yep. Yeah, he was doing Steamboats a lot. And, um, man, it was just... It was so dope because everybody had like, I mean, Sixth Street was the, the the musician times during that time. You know, you can just you can break a, a guitar string and go right next door and somebody loan you a guitar string. Or mm-hmm. it just was like it was the family was there. You know, we were so close knitted back then on on Sixth Street. But it was, man, it was it was amazing. It was an amazing time during that time. Yeah, Toulouse.
0: It was, and it's hard, it sucks to complain, you know, and talk about, yeah. you know, because it's hard not to. If you were around Austin back in those days, no. you know it's hard to explain. Like, we didn't just lose certain buildings or certain things. We there's a lot of feeling yeah. to the, that town. There was a real soul to right. the that whole area. Like that was, you know, you don't get in a shop bar. No, you no, don't get man. it at a Coyote Ugly. No, no, you know what I mean. Like you don't get that. Yeah. Like we and you, what you would say? Like, yeah. you go to a punk rock show, a funk show. Okay. Catfish Station yeah. to the next to the next to the folk singer yeah. <laughs> to everything was, was happening down there. And it was yeah. really like this live music center oh, of the man. universe that was yeah. just, you know, coming from a place like Houston yeah. where, you know, back in the day in Houston, downtown was nothing. You know, there's nothing downtown. You went to the southwest side, you went deep south, deep north, far north to go to shows or anything. Yeah. You know, it wasn't like a central, central district. Then you come to Austin and start walking around like. Oh man! Yeah. You know, it was
1: it, man. It was a it was like a mecca of musicians there, man. It was like everybody had it. It was a family, man. Back in those days, you know, and you know you didn't really see many DJs. Right. I mean, it was DJs, but you know nowadays, I guess you go down Sixth Street, you know, you see the DJ before you see a live band playing. You know. Yeah. you know, and they took out stages. Now you go down there, it's no. Yep. A, lot of, a lot of live performance stages has been removed from the club. So people are like, no, no, no. You got to put the stages back in. It's, yep. Sixth Street is known for live entertainment. so Yep. So
0: And it still exists. I mean, it's it's around Red River, and there's stuff on the east yeah. side that's popped up. There's things happening, but it's just that mm. it was so special back then. Yeah,
1: yeah. See, so like I was telling you earlier, I hadn't been to Austin in a while, but I know it's man, Austin is still booming. It's just like, I mean, it's a lot of great um, – Live entertainment still, and there's a lot of uh, you know original acts that's mm-hmm. doing original. And that's the thing I like about it. I think back in those days it was a lot more covers. Yep. You know, because you know the bars are trying to make money, so you want you to play songs that everybody gonna know and drink to. But now it's like you know the whole original movement thing is happening really big in Austin. Awesome. So it's a lot of a lot of great writers and bands that's really putting out records now. So it's evolved.
0: No, oh, it's uh, happening. It's yeah. am- it's amazing to see the success of Black Pumas. Oh yeah, Gary Clark Jr. Yeah. and Jackie Venton coming yeah. up so hard right now. They're amazing, so it's great. Yeah, yeah. So there's 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 a, there's a there's a silver lining and bright light there as well. But uh-huh. it's like you can't yeah. compare. Nah. You know, and yeah. we're older now. It's fine. But that like that vibe was They're incredible.
1: They doing it, man. Yeah.
0: So basically, you spent the first part of your life playing live music. With your brothers. That was your main gig. But you told me something just a little bit ago that blew my mind. I had no idea you lived in Africa for a while.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I went to Africa after, you know, after I left L.A. Uh, I was, what, 19, left L.A., got caught up in earthquakes. Yeah. Lost everything. and um, That's cool.
0: This is the, uh we have two guests today. We have Sally Williams <laughs> and a random ghost <laughs> flowing through this machine. I have no yeah. idea what that yeah, was going owl, on. The house. <laughs> yeah. There, there it is. Goes.
1: We got a little mixing going on. I wonder if you can hear when you play it back
0: though, like that. Well, I'm going to assume. Yeah, <laughs> We're going to see. It's fine. This is live, uh, we don't, you know, this is raw. It's all good, you know. We when got I work. We got a
1: little DJ back there cutting it up. Yeah, a little something a little something yeah. happening. There's a ghost yeah.
0: in the machine. But no, uh,
1: I, I came to Texas after I, I lost everything in the earthquakes. And mm-hmm. I was 20 years old and I was just depressed, man. I was like, you know, I didn't want to play. I didn't want to do no live stuff. Because I went to L.A. to try to blow up as mm-hmm. a producer. I was like really in there. So com- coming back to Texas was like, ah, man, I'm going to get back on 6th Street and play like, ah. Uh, Mm-hmm. I kind of went up there to do something different. And then um, so my brothers, they still had a, a band. They was playing at the top of the mark. Okay. They was jamming and stuff. And my brother told Mark, they used to call me and say, hey, man, you got to get out the house. I know you're going through it, man. But you got to come up to Austin, jump on stage, play, play. And I was like, ah. And eventually I got up, went to Austin. Mm-hmm. I didn't have a keyboard, so they had to spot me a keyboard because I lost every day. Man. And then uh, – so I started playing with him, man, and I get, it felt good to get back on stage, you know, after what I went through. And the next thing you know, um, we play one show, and at, at top of the mark, I get off the stage, we're taking a break, and I'm at the bar, and this lady walks up to me and told me she said, "I like the way you play keys." And I said, "Oh, thank you." She said, "I like that little solo you did." I said, "Appreciate it, appreciate it." She said, "Do you travel?" I said, "Nah." Yeah. I said, "Well, I do, but what you got going on?" She let's She's got a big thing going in Africa. So a month later. Who was this? Like, What's her name? Her name is Denise Brooks.
0: Denise Brooks, okay.
1: And uh, a month later I was in Africa. Wow. For almost a whole year. So basically I was like, I just say I was living there because you know, you know, but I was there, man. It was wow.
0: But you said you were based on the Ivory Coast?
1: In the Ivory Coast. Uh we, we were Côte d'Ivoire. Man. The city was called um, I guess Abidjan. Abidjan think that's what you said. that the city was abidjan but it was mm-hmm. it was really and we played at a hotel called uh hotel Ivoire. Mm-hmm. And i stayed there and played for uh the residents downstairs like people come in they have a party room it was it was like a five-star hotel it was dope sure and so i became a little popular in africa wow <laughs> in west africa so it was cool you know uh
0: did you travel throughout as well
1: uh after we 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 went to like um we went to like uh Ghana we went to uh Oman mm. and we went to um geez it's like like um Gabon.
0: Gabon, okay
1: yeah uh so it was cool man I, I man hey. I was what 2019 going on 20 and uh yeah and did that for a year and they got you know and I you know came back home and uh, flew back to the states you know and I was doing really you know I was Pretty, you know, pretty special about myself. And then I, you know, I had saved up a little money. Yep. And uh, so I'm going to start producing. So.
0: That's a, Mm. that's a crazy uh, story because, man, I can only imagine. First of all, I think one of the biggest problems with America, and this is across everybody, is that we don't know enough about Africa. Yeah. We don't think about it enough. It's not. And when you talk about music. Yeah. Not, I mean, humanity came from there, but the music, the rhythms, everything comes oh, from there. You got to go to the heart. Oh, man. You know, oh, it was and soul to really experience that and come back. Yeah. And so you said you decided you wanted to make, like, beats at yeah. that point?
1: after the point, after coming back from Africa, you know, um, I, you know, I moved, I you know, came back to Luling, a mm-hmm. small town, country town where, you know, my mom and I got an apartment, you know, mm-hmm. and I, you know, started buying equipment. I was like, well, I'm gonna try my hand at, at doing beats. Mm-hmm. So I just started producing because that's what I was doing in L.A. So I had, I, I, you know, when I came back, I just, you know, I was still kind of, you know, wanting mm-hmm. to buy equipment because I lost everything. So when I got back, I had a little money. I had to buy some equipment. So, I yep. started buying the stuff that was happening, like you know, EPS, the, you know, MPCs, and you know, I, had, you know, so I got back into producing.
0: Who did you work with? Anybody in L.A uh even underground we was,
1: yeah in la i was doing like little small stuff man i was doing like just little local cats that were you know doing little performances around just getting but i was going to a school uh it's called the musicians institute in mm-hmm. my. okay and i was studying this class it was called kit keyboard institute technologies where it's like an improv class where you can learn how to play and uh, so it was a lot of local stuff that I was doing. You know, in Hollywood at that time, everybody was just trying to make it. So it was like, you know, that's what you did. You just, somebody come to your house, you go to their house, oh, we got a up, man. I know somebody down at Sony. I know mm-hmm. somebody at Motown. So it was just like, we were like, just like crackheads running around there, trying to, you know what I'm saying? Just trying sell to your get, beats. The, yeah, just sell a beat, or just trying to get hooked up, you know? Right. It, when it taught me, it taught me hustle, mm-hmm. you know? It taught me hustle. It taught me how to be prepared, you know?
0: And, I mean, straight up, it hasn't changed. I think I yeah. tell this to young people all the time. Like, if you want to really get in the music business, right on. you got to go get your ass kicked in L.A. or New York for a while. <laughs> like, you have to try it. Yeah, you know, yeah. I didn't. I went to New York for one year. That yeah. was plenty. I love New York. Yeah. I'll go visit it anytime. Yeah. I'm yeah. not living in New York.
1: Uh-uh. <laughs> you, you got know? a thick skin. I bro. love
0: New York. Yeah. But I love LA. I'm not living in LA. Nah. You know, but you go yeah. do it and you learn and you come back with that knowledge and that yeah. energy. That energy. And if you never do it, I mean, I'm sorry, but it's yeah. It's still
2: yeah.
0: It's still where it's at. Yeah. You can make it in Austin. You can make it in Houston. You yeah. can make things happen. But but pretty much anybody, especially now, this would be a good segue.
2: Yeah.
0: Especially now, like you know, people Travis Scott, Megan Thee Stallion, they went to LA. I don't for sure. Uh, we're not seeing it as much as we used to, like the people really organically making it out of right. just a place like Houston and what I loved right. the most coming up from Rapalot up into the Screwed Up Click, into the Swisher House, all those eras right on. was the real, genuine independence of it all. Right. Rapalot, though, of course, they had Priority Records distributing them at one point. They had Virgin Records distributing them mm-hmm. at one point. Mm-hmm. There was all kinds of connections there, but... Right. Man, from the cassette hustles and things like this back in the day, like that was what really brought me into this culture and community. I love the music, but when I saw and felt like the energy of what everyone was doing in Texas, right? And I was born in Pennsylvania, but came to Texas, you know, throughout my whole life. My father moved here when I was eight to Houston when Mm -hmm. I was eight. So, coming from up there, saying, "Wow," I mean, the Ghetto Boys, yes, once they broke, but like none of my friends know about any of this, Hmm. and these guys are making money. They right. can sell out a big venue on a Friday, yeah. Saturday, in their own backyard. Yeah, in their backyard. You know, and like you mentioned the Chilling Circuit earlier, the small towns like, oh man, you could go to Colleen <laughs> and get six hundred people or yeah. something. You could go, you know, some of these artists. So when you came back from LA, obviously, you 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 were in the right place at the right time, man, because yeah. things were really really starting to blow yeah. in Houston. Oh yeah, I always wanted to know. Like, cause your first like bigger production was through Rec Shop, right? It was Rec Shop. How did and, that come come together?
1: Um, I uh, quit my job working as a security guard. Okay. Um. Well, and this was in um. Ah, uh, let me get my dates right. This probably was like in two thousand one, somewhere around there. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I uh, quit my job and and just kind of stepped out on faith. Okay. And you know, I was like friend of mine. His name is Big Al, my kinfolk. He, he hooked me up with, um, he told me, asked me, what are you doing tonight, man? The, the night I quit my job. Mm-hmm. he was like, he said, I also, man, I don't know, man. I just quit my job. He's like, oh, man, what you gonna do, man? I said, I'll make beats. He was like, oh, that's right, that's right. I did tell you you make some beats. So he told me to put the CD together, and we went to, he says, there's a show going on in Gordo's in San Marcos, Texas. Okay. And um, went to Gordo's that night. And it's crazy how you just step out on faith, you know. I had no idea I was going to meet Big Mo, whom I used to ride in my car as a, as a security guard, and I would listen to this guy, like, damn, dude, we jamming. Mm-hmm. So when I quit my job, my man said, "Hey, we're going to Gordo's tonight." I said, "Who's going to be there?" He's said, Big Mo. I said, "Oh yeah, big boy, that'd be, yeah, yeah, I like him." Little did I know we were going to be behind stage in the back of the club. You know, I go down behind the club mm-hmm. after the show. And I had a CD. I probably had about three hundred beats. I mean, I had like three CDs. I was Mm -hmm. keep. I was trying to keep them back there all night, and it was crazy. But you know, and then direct owner rec shop was like, "Yo, man, like, you made them beats." I was like, "Yeah, yeah." He's like, "What you doing? What you doing this weekend?" I said, "Nothing." I "I told him, "I'm without a job right now, so I'm trying to try to do this music." He said, "Man, come out to rec shop, man. Come out to the studio. So next you know." And he said, "Bring them CDs that you had," and I brought them. And I mean, that was it. He said, "Yeah, Big Mo working on this record called we uh, Working on Big Mo Album' right." Mm-hmm. So I came in right at the front of Big Mo's album, man. And um, that's where Bar Baby came. Bar Baby, yeah, you
0: know yeah.
1: That was my introduce. That was my introduction to to Houston. And uh, and I did you know a couple other mm-hmm. records on that on that CD. Yeah, uh, Choppers. Yep. You know, and um, it was pretty man. It was it was an experience. I mean, like I tell you, man, I'm I'm I just love. I I really wasn't tripping on trying to get the single. Mm-hmm. Man, I was. just, I mean, like I said, I'm a rider. I just wanted to see the whole product, the whole project work. You know what I'm saying? So it was it was an honor working with No D and all them boys, Dollar, D Gotti, You know, right? Everybody. It was just. It was a family man for real. When they say Rackshaw family, it was a family.
0: Well, I love that the low key approach that you took and you take and wh- what you're saying because it's a lot. Uh, I think a lot of people lose in this game by being too aggressive or too crazy with it. You yeah. know, like when they you don't want to deal with some. You know, you want you, you had the quality, you had an original sound, and I really want to know because I want to talk. To talk more about that sound, but what were you using at the time, like equipment wise? What were you making uh, beats with when you first were starting out with
1: them? When I first came to RekShot, I was using a, a EPS 16, EPS. plus. okay. And uh, you know, I had them discs, all them daggone, oh discs, yeah, yes, yeah. so I had about a thousand freaking discs and crates, but yeah, I was using EPS and uh, um, just that was it, you know. I hadn't had I wanted the MPC, I actually, um, I think I want to say. Direct gave me an MPC. Mm-hmm. Well, no D. They had one at the studio, and that was my first MPC. It was given to me by one uh, one of the producers over at, at Rec Shop. So yeah, and I took it home and I was working on it, learning how to work it.
0: Mm-hmm. It was early on.
1: I figured it out. So then I went to the MPC and uh, Triton, yep. something like that. Yep.
0: Yeah. And so, but don't get now. You weren't really listening to that type of music on a regular, though, were you? Like nah. you weren't like a screwhead.
1: Nah. Uh, I wasn't, man. I you know, you know, you know, coming from LA, mm-hmm. uh, Africa, you know, we, yep. so it was a whole other, I was introduced to different, you know, another style of yep. music. I listened to rap, but I you know, but it just, you know, at the time Texas was just, you know, it was underground. Mm-hmm. It wasn't mainstream. So everything I was probably listening to back in those days was already them you know, been broke, it's mainstream, but so I I had no idea about a Screw. I had no idea about that whole movement, you know. Wow. Until, um, until I got really got involved with rec Shop.
0: and yep. I was like, wow. That screw, screw. already passed at that time. No nah,
1: screw. No nah, screw was around. Screw you So it was to...
0: before two thousand one, because he passed in two thousand. He passed in two thousand. Yeah, November two thousand. So, so there so you yeah. go.
1: So my days are mixed up. So yeah, was, a little bit. Was, yeah. a little. So mine,
0: I'm always mixing things up, but yeah, I know that uh, so long ago. Damn. I can always kind of remember where I was yeah. when I'd hear certain songs, and you know who told me? Dang, that's crazy you know who told me about bar baby South Park, Mexican. (laughs) That's (laughs) the weird thing because like I was living in Chicago at the time. Yeah. And I was working at a one stop called Baker and Taylor for part of that time, which is similar to not as dynamic and crazy as what Southwest wholesale became in, in Texas. But like they were doing similar selling to Georgia's records and record stores out there, you know? And so I would always try to get my hands on the Houston stuff and keep, I was only there for three years, you know? Right. And, uh, I did an interview with him. This is before any controversies, you know, because a lot of people don't think about the different eras of success in Houston. Like your, your era was the biggest, but there was a lot mm-hmm. more media and things when well, out. All that stuff happened. We'll talk about that in a second, but right. there was the Rabalot, right. There was a the little Troy. Yeah. There was the South Park Mexican time. There was screw when it started happening and when Swisher house started blowing yeah. with the Rex out, there was a yeah. whole different, there's different eras of this, but right. I remember, um, just talking to him like after the interview mm-hmm. and I'm like, what are you listening to? What's what he's like? Oh man, you ain't heard the song bar baby, you know, bar baby. <laughs> I'm like, he's like bar, you know, that's the lean. You know, this is this. He's telling me all this. I'm like, yeah, just taking notes. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I got to yeah. hear all this. Yeah. Yeah. And that was, you know, I didn't know you at that time. I didn't know who produced it, but yeah. one thing I've noticed about a lot of your music outside of like still tipping, still tipping was very kind of, it was different. Yeah. It had like a kind of haunting feel to it. Yeah. But your music was always fun, like carnival beats. Like you could hear, like the the good times coming through that, and that really, Mm -hmm. I think, brought another side from Big Mo. Yeah, and a lot of the artists you worked with. But when I heard that, like you really helped kind of diversify that sound
1: at the time, man. Um, I you know I I like to research, and it's like when I would go and listen to the uh, like when they were playing the album, like Mm -hmm. when we was working on Big Mo's record. You know, I'm listening to what other producers was doing, which was dope.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I, you know, and I was trying to figure out how to find another gap, but did not be able to still relate. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? To where it can still. And to me, it was like, you know, they was rapping hard. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? The beat was hard. Boom. Uh, 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 everything was tough. Everything was yep. hard. You know, it was dope, but it was like, you know, it was a lot of, you know, aggression. Sure. You know, so I said, oh, I figured what I'm going to do. I'm going to make the beat be like smile a little bit. You mm-hmm. know what I'm and then you can get hard on the beat. So it was like, you know what I'm saying? So it was like, you know, I, that was my whole concept of trying to figure out how you can go, you can change the way you feel as far as musically.
2: Mm-hmm. And you can
1: still do your thing on top of it how you normally do. So it's like, you know, that was my concept. I mean, as far as, you know, seeing that, you know, you, kinda take, you can lighten it, like you said, kind of make you smile a little bit.
0: Right. You know. But was like Bar Baby's track already on one of those CDs? Or yeah, it was on. One you already of those had CDs. that worked yeah. out. Okay, I
1: had it on. They had the beat. Yep. And um, me and uh Note came in and when we played it, because that was gonna be an intro. Mm-hmm. I think D Drake was like uh, Mo was like, I guess he was like, that's gonna be a that's gonna be like an intro to the album. That's why you heard Mo say, "Now the introduction has been made," because mm-hmm. it was an introduction. Yeah, it wasn't gonna be the song, so. So, but uh, you know, it's crazy that the song actually jumped out was was a single, somewhat, you know, and uh, so it was wild, man. It was like you know, but it was just just you know, just lightening lightening the whole mood mm-hmm. in the studio because you know when you go in the studio and you you know, producers are playing their beats, you know, and it's a lot of you know, it was you know the sound in it was club yeah. hard, go yep. gangster hard, you know, and you hear that it just changes the whole mood. Mm -hmm. so that was my little tricks that i was trying you know
0: one of my favorite songs that you ever did but but back then and i know it's a lot people it was so big back then and i don't hear it get brought up a lot but power up
1: yeah power
0: up that went hard and that crossed uh not genres necessarily but people's tastes and people that and that was the type of song that people who didn't even really listen to rap that much, they'd hear that and just get hyped. That you could play it in different <laughs> such, such club situations. Power up, man. That was crazy. Power
1: Up was the one, man. I, I mean, you know, shout out to Noak and D. Gotti, the whole rap, rap, record, I'm like, Rec family, man. Them boys, they came in, we all sat in the room and, you know, came they came up with this concept. Come on, baby. It was just, you know, it's just everybody worked it out, man. The beat was there, but. It was crazy how, they, how we all yep. sat in the studio and came up with that. So, boys, no, they, they were super talented. You know, no, nope, mm-hmm. no, nope, really, No nope D was a really like, you know, a lot of people probably don't know, but No nope D was like, you know, lyrically, he was able to come up with those like, cool concepts as far as saying certain things, mm-hmm. hooks and stuff. So, yeah. So, yeah.
0: What, uh, I'm going to assume that you probably can't even remember all the songs you did because I'm sitting here trying to go yeah. back and like, Put a timeline in my own head man. of all the songs. Uh,
1: man. But on the on the.
0: But the rec shop is where it started for you yeah. as far as working with the Houston guys hip-hop-wise. Right. At that time, did you already have your own crew of artists? Like, uh, were you with Knack Swift, those type guys?
1: That? Yeah, during that time, I was working with Knack yeah. Swift, you know, and I was, you know, going back and forth from Austin. I would come up to Houston, and so I st- always had my cats, you know. Mm-hmm. And, um, but it was it was just you know, I had the hook up with rec shop, so my whole concept was like, yeah hey, man let me let me blow blow up over here with these cats, and maybe we should, sure. you know what I'm saying we can yeah, network together, you know, so and and we we did some pretty cool things, we got some connects out of it as far as it helped them as well as mm-hmm. some shows and stuff, but yeah, but um, uh, but rec shop was uh, they were they were on the leading you know they was they was like the like they say the uh, internet- uh, you say independent. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a major without uh, without yeah. independent without a major. Yeah, exactly. Major without a major deal yeah, or yeah, something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah. So so you know that's the uh, you know now they were up the bat. Mm-hmm. So I think yeah, all the muscle went into making sure like what they were doing. I really th- one thing I really liked about Rec shop is because all the rappers they were like open minded. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They was like, uh, of course there was a certain thing DMX was jumping off then, and it was, yep. it was a certain sound. And but those casts they were like open, like, like try that, man, let's do that. Yeah. And it sounded nothing like coming from what was, you know, right. a, you know, different sounds. like so that's what I liked about it. So when you allow me to be open as a producer, then yeah, we can we can we can do something
0: then. And musical, just open to different music, the harmonies of, of your music and the, the, the way it all flowed was always yeah. like sometimes there's a little stiffness to beats or a little, yeah. you know. You're, they always had like some, like that syrupy feel of that era of what they <laughs> yeah. wanted, you know, yeah. that, what was happening, you know? Yeah. 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 But the cool thing too, and maybe it's because, I mean, every lots of producers have worked with lots of people, but mm. I mean, rec shop, switcher house, mm. rap a lot. Right. You did stuff for all the major people yeah. out there. Yeah, man. It was, um, nobody tried to lock you down.
1: Nah, man. And that was so cool about yeah. it because I mean, I mean, and the way I, Presented myself, man, it was like man i'm i'm d I mean, I can go to switcher house, I can go to rec shop, I can go up to the dirty third, you know, yeah, I can go, you know what I'm saying, and it was like i mean i really I was committed to everybody, mm-hmm. so it was no need for me to just lock down to one company because I'm like, man you got me i'm i'm i'm, I'm I want to see everybody make it happen man plus i was it was it was exposing me a lot more so mm-hmm. you know, I've just never really been into that click thing, you
0: know right. And even at that time, you were working out of Luling. Yeah, for I mean, the most living, part, yeah. right?
1: Yeah, I was living in Luling. Yeah, I was living out here in the country, um, you know. And so, it, of course, man, you know, I guess with 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 at, at that time doing music, it was like I noticed was a lot of clicks. Clicks was real big, like it was the click. This, but uh, I don't know. I just I don't think music should be, you know, as far as producers, I don't think they should be. If they can, you know, mm-hmm. you know, I understand contracts and stuff, you know, but. No, I, I just felt like I was more creative when I was able to move around. Right. Know? And that's how it worked, you know.
0: Now, I remember a lot of things, and uh, when Still Tipping came out, like, I yeah. remember the original version yeah. as well, because they came down and brought it, and when Chameleon Air was still on it. Yeah. and uh, But when it all changed, mm-hmm. and Still Tipping, your version, hit yeah. so hard, did your life change? Yeah, yeah,
1: it changed. Actually, man, I I I had no idea that that record it was gonna do what it did, you know. And it was like almost one of those things where, um, I was in my I used to have a record store in Luling, okay, here up the street, running a little small town, and uh, and I had a guy come to hook up my. In my, he was gonna hook up my cable in my record store. Mm-hmm. He had the little screens and stuff. I'm trying. Yep. I probably had about 20 CDs in there. <laughs> I was doing bad, man. You know, you know, it was wild. But they hooked up my little stereo. I mean, the BT and you had know, to connect it to your stereo, and mm-hmm. you, can, you can hear your hear music coming from BT playing in your store. And he hooked it up. He said, "Hey, all right, man. I'm out of here, man. I hooked it up, man." I said, "Cool, thank you, man." He left. Yep. You know, and I'm in the back in the store doing some stuff. And he had a plan, next thing you know, I hear Still Tipping come on. And I know-
0: Like at Rap City or something.
1: Oh yeah, it was on one of them, maybe yeah. BT or something. And I was like, I was like, damn, hold on. And I'm thinking that I had, my CD had changed over and I had like, cause I had the instrumental I had been working on. Mm-hmm. I was working on like putting the vocals. And uh, now nah, man, that sucker was on, on on television. It tripped me out, man. I ran to the front, like, I'm <laughs> looking at the TV and I was looking at it, I see Mike. I said, "Whoa, man!" And then right after that, uh, uh, I think my man called me. Uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, D. Uh, G Dash. G
0: Dash. Not yeah. G Dash, but uh T. Ferris. Ferris. T. Ferris. Okay. I hit me up,
1: and he was like, "Hey, man, you see that boy? You see that? Yeah." So it was like, so
0: "Did you not know it was gonna be a single?"
1: Nah, I had no idea.
0: Wow, I had no idea.
1: I'm in the, you know, man, I'm yeah. in the country, man. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know much. I mean, they hit me up, but you know, when I left when I left Houston and I, and I shut it off and I came here, I'm in, I'm, I'm, I'm in the studio. I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm disconnected unless you call me, you know, but I had no idea. They never told me there was going to be a single. I mean, mm. I knew it was getting some, it was getting some. Play, you know, on the underground on the day hell broke loose the, the ceiling, part
0: two, I believe. Part yeah. two, yeah, yep,
1: and it was like moving around. And that's the last I had heard, but I never knew it was gonna be an actual, you no, know, jump out record for.
0: I think that. the chameleon air version was on day hell broke loose part two, yeah, and yeah. then yours came out on Mike Jones' album on Mike, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, and that was, um, I mean, it changed, bro, yep. I, I mean, it really changed. And shortly after that, you know, uh,
0: oh, I want to say because my brain is very slow. Like I always say, when it, it's uh, name that tune time, like uh, my brain's like a, a card catalog at the library. It's not like Google. Yeah, but Big Time was the one who did the original version with, uh, with was, Chameleon. Yeah, in. that was Big and Time. He, when he came to the radio, and I was totally prepared to say when Big Time came down, and I had a brain freeze for a second. But no, I remember <laughs> when, when hearing that original version and loving yeah. that, and then hearing the new version like. Yeah, a whole yeah. Level. it was Crazy big time. See,
1: yeah, I, I, I yeah, I I, I, I can't remember, you know, yep. with the name, you know, it's been so long, but it changed, man. I, the deal, uh, I, I received a phone call, mm-hmm. you know, from Universal at the time, and it's like, hey, man, because that record was taking off, mm-hmm. and you know, shortly after that, I, I got pubbed up. I signed a publishing deal with Universal in '05. Okay, and it just. We had other records, you know, that was that was coming through the pipeline as well.
0: There's a lot. Yeah. yeah I'm man. gonna you know what I wanna do? Cause when it comes to doing these podcasts, like I wanna we're gonna play some of your new music, some of your All original right. stuff. Cool, I wanna play cool. a few things like radio show style, but cool, cool. I hesitate to play anything we don't own for sure. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I don't wanna put bar baby on here and right some on. random person do, yeah. trips out. You yeah. know what I mean? So but what I'm gonna do. And we've been talking about this, like I'm going to put together like the most as thorough as possible on like Spotify or whatever to make the, be- the we're going to sit down. My wife and I are going to make the most thorough possible cool. solid carnival beats playlist <laughs> f- right. to accompany this podcast. All right. And we'll put that out there so people can go look because I mean, yeah, dude, I couldn't rattle off every song you ever oh, did. Yeah. And I know a lot. You have a lot, man. I mean, you did hey. draped up, dripped out, bun beat. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. You and did. Raped, uh, more sing, than that
1: for button. Uh, Sitting
0: sideways. Pouring
1: uh, pouring uh, out with Pimp C. Yep. Uh and then it, but, it, but it was a lot back of, then. Back then. But it was a lot of uh underground stuff. It was a more, lot of yeah. stuff like I I counted, I think it was like over like sixty records that I've done out here. That was on just little Yeah, at least. Yeah, it was just fillers, albums. It wasn't major not major releases, but it was yep. just, so I was involved, man. I was just- yeah, we were slinging, we were slinging beats like, like we were selling dope. <laughs> you know, but, but uh, I was, but that's how I was, man. I just like to get involved, you know. <clears throat> so, but yeah. was
0: it like a snowball effect? Was it word of mouth? People were like, "Oh, I love this. What you did for Rec Shop. Let's bring yeah. them over here. Let's do that." I mean, yeah.
1: And not only that, because you
0: say you were slanging it like slanging dope, but yeah. I know you. I don't think you were like being super pushy. Like no, nah, I wasn't. You were just nah. giving nah. them quality music.
1: Yeah, 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 I wasn't being pushy. You know, another thing too, and and and. And not only that, I think the way I, I work with Cash, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I mean, you know, a lot of people, you know, because when you work with an artist, man, the main thing, you got to bring something out of an artist, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, it don't matter if it's a rapper. I don't care how long he's been singing or rapping. I mean, anytime a new producer walks in there, he, that rapper or that singer is looking to see what is you going to bring out of me and what i you know what I'm saying? Right. So you have to have direction, know how to speak with the artists and, you know y'all clear y'all communicating really good and y'all cool mm-hmm. mainly, mainly y'all cool. Yep. So you are gonna make good product, you know. And I think that was my thing with working with just different casts up in the Houston market is like, you know, we we treated each other like men, respect, mm-hmm. you know, and we were able to get the job done and nobody was tripping, you know.
0: Right. Well, there's yeah. a difference between a beat maker and a producer. Yeah. And yeah. I think you come from a more traditional, uh, full sound. Yeah, escape producer, you know like you know music. I mean, yeah. there's no uh there's no substitute for actually knowing how to play the instruments. Right. It's for actually coming up on stage from from your youth. Yeah. And you like, you know, talk about cover bands you played the songs <laughs> that made the millions. Yeah. You lo- you got to see the patterns yeah. and really learn music and the musicality of it, which is I think when you talk about some of the, I, like I love like hardcore rap, I love a lot of the, the harder sounding stuff too, right, right. but when you can really infuse like that sort of full oh, yeah. live sound of a oh, man. on a track, and yeah. which is something I think has always been especially. Yeah, man, I love it. I mean, because yeah.
1: that's you know, you know, cats was sampling mm-hmm. back in those days. They was sampling full bands. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So you know, it's the respect that you know. You want to hear that guitar? You want to hear bass? You want to hear you know it's musical.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, did you play a lot of this stuff? Did you sample yourself and things, I, or how I, did that no
1: work? I didn't really. I never sampled. You know. No? I mean the uh, they talk about the steel tip and and that was a sample string that I right. used as a uh, off of uh I forget the name of the guy. That's the only record I've ever sampled on. You know. Wow. The only record that I mean I I I love the place. I mean, right. I, but what I could do I could I could f- kind of freak it a little bit make it sound like a sample Mm -hmm. put a little distortion maybe a little static on it you know plug in and you would think it's a sample
0: sure uh you know but nah
1: i don't know i just never never was into sampling
0: i mean that's great because you can put the money in your pocket yeah yeah. and uh But I I remember back. You just sparked a memory of like the message board days before before social media and all this yeah. stuff. And we were all like on the screw shop or in these little worlds yeah. of like talking about music, like music nerd discussions. And yeah, something that would always come up on uh, there was a before it was a called rec.music.hiphop, dot music dot hip hop, and it was just a community of people right. like nerds who would talk about music. And there was always the argument between sampling and live. like, and it would be the Southern people talking about the guys out of Memphis, you know, people like Jazzy Faye, you yeah, yeah. listen to that and, and yeah. uh, and the New York producers or the, you know, the people who would sample and what's the, what's real, what's not, what's, what's this, not, what's that. And we're like, yeah. Hey man, it's the funk, you know, fun, man. that's what I think, uh, is one of the best things about the music oh, yeah. is, is one and. Personally, I think when EDM came so heavy into the sound is what. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm getting older too. It is. What it is. <laughs> There's still great music, but I I do kind of miss those those funky oh, yeah. sounds. And yeah. I mean, it's coming from the south. It's like I feel like up north, in the East Coast, yeah. we didn't have the same like jazz they had. Uh, even though it comes from New Orleans and all, yeah, we you know we didn't yeah. have the same exact thing down here. They didn't have the blues like uh, we had down here. Yeah. They also didn't have you know the funk. That they came from all over, but from California, California. and came over to here. Like yeah, yeah. California had that, we had this, and, and uh, there was such. A, um, when it was really forming down here, when Southern right. Texas rap was really forming, right. there was almost a bridge between Oakland and Houston. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like yeah. they, these artists, they came up around each other, came up to Screw's favorite artist was Sibo. Wow, you know people like that. Like so, we came up here and like that sort of thing, and I think that's what I love about. Texas and the sounds that have come out of here is that real live, live, live sound, that live playing. And please, I'll listen to everything DJ premier ever did. I love him. I love New York. I grew up. I mean, I love East coast hip hop, you know, but when you come down here, it's just another level. And I think it hit, like I always would tell people there's soccer moms in Houston who were listening to screw Mm. like that sound for some reason, that Houston and, and just Texas, the more funky sort of stuff, right. it, hit. it hit it hit all man. kinds of people.
1: Yeah, man. You know, in this, you know, like my like cast used to say when I used to go to L.A. a lot when I was actually when I was working with Rec Shop and I was had a couple of records that was doing well.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: They used statement I L.A. even the rap scene they was like, "Yo, man, we love that Texas sound, man. Yep. It's, man, it's funky, it's funky, but it's slow, it's, but it's funky, mm-hmm. you know." And L.A. was funky, too, but they yeah. was they was a little more uptempo. You know what I'm saying? Like it was, the, you know, hand claps. But for some reason, the screw, I mean, how he did it, man, he slowed it down. It was still funky, though, you know. He mm-hmm. still got the funk out of it, but it was just on a slower uh, pace. But Texas just had a, man, we just had a, they had a sound, man, that, that was just incredible, man. It was just like sitting on the back poach, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, you just, you know. It, we kept, we stayed true. I can tell you, as far as the way they talk, the way the music sounded, it was just—I mean, it was so southern, and uh and it, you know, and it's—it's it's just a culture in it, man. And uh that's what I really like, man, is that they weren't—we weren't trying to be something else, you know. And during that time, you know, you had that East Coast feel, the, the, the South, third coast, and then you can go up to the West Coast, and then you—that time we was buying CDs, and we mm-hmm.
0: can—you
1: can find your category that you want to listen to. And you know, and Texas really held true to that body rock music.
0: You know? Exactly. I
1: exactly. loved it, man. Did you, you know? So yeah, Houston, Houston. Um, know, yeah, it's just a lot of lot, lot, lot of great musicians here, though. You know. Mm-hmm. So you talk about blues, you know, Lightning Hopkins. You know, exactly. com- Coming from Houston, you know, you had some 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 bad players out of Houston, man. So blues was
0: big, mm-hmm. big down there, man. I mean, that's one of the things that we... It comes from uh, not being such a media center. Right. You know, it didn't... Houston and Texas in general didn't get the credit it deserved, but it, no, it was definitely a pivotal uh, part of oh. all kinds. Of so many things have happened here that people don't think about. I mean, Robert Johnson's recordings were made yeah. in San Antonio. Wow. That's his that's only recording. The beginnings that. of the blues. I you never know? knew that. Yes. Never knew that. Wow. He took... Like there's a whole story of him taking the train and all this and yeah, being recorded. Down I there.
1: seen the documentary. Some yeah, that was that was, yeah. yeah, man, that was heavy, man.
0: Yeah, real yeah, heavy. Man. And there's so much. I've been to the Crossroads actually, wow. up in uh, Clarksdale, in that uh, area. You
1: know, we I went about four year three years ago. Mm-hmm. We played at we played at a club uh, um, Morgan Freeman owns.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Ground Zero. Ground Zero. I love play, that place. Yeah, we
1: played there, man, and um. Really? Yeah, me, man. Natasha, and uh, Tomar. Was we, that
0: Latasha Lee and the Black Ties? Nah,
1: we just brought, was... it was just Tomar came, Aisha was on the drums, my brother. So wow. it was like, we just grabbed the family, and we all just went and did a show at, at, at oh, Round Zero. This was like three years ago, man. It was dope, man.
0: Did you go to Reds down the street? Nah,
1: most like, I think we did. It's like
0: just a little j- yeah. joint right behind there.
1: And we, and we got a chance to just like, just went to the museum, I bought some stuff out yeah. at the museum. And love that museum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we, I love uh,
0: walking those streets. Oh yeah,
1: and they in the one spot we went to, they said Sam Cook's mom stayed across the street. Mm. I wasn't, it wasn't. Might have been Sam Cook's mom. They said that she stayed across the street. And um, um, what's his name? Uh, Ike Turner. Yeah, had a popcorn machine. He used to sell popcorn. I man. think I was in the club that we was in. They said he played. He sell pop. He sold popcorn. I heard that so, story yeah. too. Yeah, I and, heard that and story. They had his
0: popcorn machine. That was crazy, man. Yeah, yeah. Man.
1: So uh, Clarksdale, man, a lot of history there, man.
0: And the craziest, not far from the craziest thing, but the craziest yeah. thing I saw was right at the crossroads. I don't know if it was still there three years ago, but man. there was a tire shop right there on the at that corner called H Town Wire Wheels. Wow. And I was seeing people in in Mississippi driving around on the, the twenty four inch rims like years after they were man. still rolling <laughs> they were still rolling out there man. Whoa. And it's uh yeah man the the feeling just yeah. walking those streets. I mean man. as a player yourself and rooted in uh, blues and stuff that had to be an amazing man. trip.
1: Oh man I you know that was that was and I'm going back. Actually yeah. I'm going this month. I wanna I'm shooting a video.
0: Well you know the I'm juke joint festival is in April.
1: Yeah.
0: And it's yeah. like a small it's, it's like all the venues have wow. People
1: okay. playing. I need. I need. I need to get. Hit. It's in April.
0: I think the twelfth, like around the twelfth, thirteenth. Yeah, next month. Okay,
1: but I I plan to go this this month. Meaning I was talking to my brother. I said yeah, we got to go because I want to shoot a video. Mm-hmm. And I, I, you know, because we man, man. So it's it's incredible. Yeah, yeah, I love it, man. It was it was man. It was we stayed at a, a Airbnb. It was a slave house.
0: you stayed at the shack event. Might have been. Or no. I don't know the name. If it was an Airbnb, was it Airbnb, a bunch it, of shacks? No, nah, it was no? just one
1: big house. It was a
0: big house. Oh, like a plantation house. Plantation okay, house. Okay,
1: yeah. yeah. And right behind it was a cotton field, still cotton. It was crazy. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So we stayed there for like three nights, man. And, um, man, it was just, you could feel it. You could mm-hmm. feel the energy. And uh, we ate at some spots down. Uh, yeah. I said, I've only, only been one time, so I can't really just you know, to tell you what it was. Well, there's a
0: Lebanese it, restaurant you have to go to next time. I'm going to tell you some places when right. you go to Clarksdale. Cause okay. I, I went there a bunch for some reason. I had, yeah. um, some of the best experiences musically right. for me. Like yeah, I had, you know, with Red Bull, I worked with them and yeah. they did a documentary on a blues band from Lebanon, from, Be- you know, Beirut, Lebanon Yeah, called the wanton bishops. And they came over here and they hired me to put together, like basically they, they came to South by Southwest and then we took off from there to New Orleans, and the whole the documentary was going to be from New Orleans to Memphis, Dang. doing the whole like blues trail through Mississippi. Man. And they wow. performed in New Orleans. They did Jackson. They did uh. Clarksdale. They did you know, oh, did stuff and met, recorded with Boo Mitchell at, at Royal uh. Studios in Memphis. And yeah. if you're in Memphis, you definitely got to go there. Yeah. And uh, yeah. but so I got to go for the scouting trip myself. And then I got to take them. Then I actually took my kids there right. on a road trip. And then I took uh, the outfit mm. from Dallas. We did a tour Run the Jewels and had yeah. a few nights off in that area. And I was like, we're going to go to where American music started. When it started. Right here. Wow. To the crossroads, basically, Damn. to Clarksdale, Mississippi. So I got to go there a few times. And um,
1: so it's actually a road, a crossroad? Is it? Is it is um,
0: a- basically, the, pl- the spot where Robert Johnson said to have sold his soul. He sold his soul. I can't remember the number of streets, but I mean, basically, yes. There, did you see the? There's a monument like with the two guitars. I ain't go, man. See, that's one. Okay, going back. well, it's a where few blocks going? up from where the actual monument yeah. is, like the spot, and it's of course built yeah. up over there now. There's more. There's store, you know, there's stuff, restaurants yeah. and stuff. Probably yeah. a Dollar General. <laughs> about, about. I think it is a Dollar General, like right there. But like, yeah. uh, they. Yeah. Yeah, the crossroads are, are exactly. in Clarksdale.
1: No, I'm going. I'm going. I'm telling you, it's crazy that you just mentioned that because we were just talking about it. Just me and H was just talking about going. Man, it's, I it's I not.
0: feel like you know what I said yeah. earlier about Africa. Like when it comes to black music in America, and it comes to anything, any music, any culture, we have to understand that most people aren't like us, like obsessed with it. Like they have right. other things to think about, maybe or you know, I we I know I for certain nerd out over mm. the music and the history. Yeah. And, I want to know everything. Yeah. I felt like just being there, walking around, like you're getting an education oh, yeah. from the, from the spirits. Even you just oh, yeah. feel it in that town. Oh, yeah. And then everywhere you go is history, history, history. Yeah. This is where the birthplace of like American music, literally like what came from there. Right. Is what blossomed out into everything that everyone's right. making money off and of crazy. now. And it, so I feel like it's kind of almost like a spiritual journey. Like everyone, um, who cares about music, should just go there. You have to, man. And feel it and experience it. It's that energy. Yeah. It's that
1: energy. You know, these casts were, I mean, just like on Cadillac Records with Muddy Waters when they brought the little recorder. Yep. And he said, is that me? Yeah. Seemed like I just met myself for the first time. (laughs) When he said that, I mean, these these guys were like, Yep. You know, they weren't doing it for the radio, the fame. These guys, actually, that was their way of life. Mm-hmm. And so that, that energy and that they way of life is still, it's kind of enrooted still there, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So you're going to definitely feel the energy when you when you hitting, like, you know, like, it's just where I live right now, you know, out in the yeah. country. I still Lying feel. on the porch. I, yeah, I still feel my grandpa out here. Man. You know, I go to his house, sit on his porch, I still feel him. You know, I can go in that house and I can smell certain things and, like, yep. I, you know, his hat. You know man, so you yes. know it's, you know they say taste and smell is some of your it's some of your you know deepest memories, you know, yep, so you may not remember what you see, but you're gonna remember what you smell or taste, oh yeah, so that's like when you go to Clarksdale, of course, the food, I'm sure mm-hmm. some of it tastes the same, so it just it's just yeah, there's culture, man, I man. love it, man, yeah, yeah, you gotta go.
0: You know. And the and Mississippi has their own type of tamales. Yeah, <laughs> which see, I, I learned see. too. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> which is I, crazy. How yeah. you like them? They're, right. they're different, but they're good. <laughs> they're they're good. good. Yeah, you yeah. know. What I mean, I love. Yeah. I we try to be healthy. Thank you for the smoothie when we got here. But okay. uh right. I don't think I could ever totally give up country food. Oh yeah. You know, like coming out. <laughs> we're gonna eat some out here in Luling for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, we're out yeah. here in the in the barbecue heartland. Oh uh, yeah.
1: You gotta go to uh, the Lulin they got the you know, the, the the city market and they got one directly across the street. It's uh, yeah. it's called Lulin Barbecue. Okay. And they sell more you get more of your sandwiches, you know, mm-hmm. chopped beefs and stuff. But they don't do that in a city market, it's more of brisket
0: straight up
1: yeah man. yeah yeah, yeah. good man you know or if y'all going on way back to uh, uh, austin uh they got blacks as well in
0: Lockhart. Mm-hmm. yeah of course so we've yeah. done the lockhart tour oh okay yeah, yeah. that's cool but we're man. losing now yeah
1: you're losing now man
0: <laughs> why don't we take a quick break okay. i want to play a couple of uh new songs A couple of things you're working on now what's what's your project called right now
1: uh right now it's called its subtitle just dirty water they, dirty you know, water um is that yeah. a
0: band name or is that the name that's, of the album That's or the name
1: that that i go by dirty go but uh, okay. Like an aka, okay, and uh, and we, you know, we're just singing, singing some blues, man. Yep. And, and and singing about what I've gone through, you know.
0: Exactly. So yeah, I've seen the videos. You you guys have always been good with the videos. Oh, thank you, man. For sure. Yeah.
1: Me and A Shack.
0: Really? <laughs> yeah. That's
1: I shoot all, I shoot all my videos, and you know we tripod it, and yep. You uh, know we got a small crew.
0: Nice. But
1: we're effective, you know you know and plus my videos are really like they're not really like super long I mean not you know a lot of you know uh,
0: special effects and no like you don't I mean, need it that's nah. I mean it's you're out here you're yeah and it fits it's with, fine, with the music thank you man so we'll take a little uh, preview here of what what's coming next from uh, Sally Williams and we'll be right back with Talk So Real
3: I just can't take it no more I'm just gonna grab my fishing pole and i um, step on out of here. Trying to find a way to hold on. Need some peace in my home. It's too. Rare. i ain't no need to put the porch light on If you pass by my house, little woman drive on Headed for the crossroads, shotgun in my hand The life I've been living can turn a boy to a man Gotta keep running like that old blood hound I Don't want no trouble shotgun ain't no need to keep an eye on me don't call up my phone little woman let me be I was struck by lightning in the still of the night Push the game on me, but I'ma be alright, gotta keep running, like that old blood hound, don't want no trouble, Mm
2: -hmm.
3: I'ma lay my shotgun down.
2: Gotta keep stepping with
3: the blessing No question, always a lesson learned through confrontation But the heart burns and yearns for the life that I've been chasing It feels uphill both ways Sometimes I feel like popping a pill these days Sometimes I recollect my mind, stay true to the grind Try to put this thing together before oops, out of time
2: Sometimes
3: I feel alone, alone And it burns down deep inside All right. appreciate
0: you. Man, I appreciate you for uh bringing down the music or us bringing it out here to the to Thank the table. Man. Thank you, man. Man, uh you were talking about fishing in the lake earlier. What's gone that's gone fishing. That's that's reality.
1: Yeah. Gone fishing. I wrote a song called Gone Fishing and, and, and you know and, and that's it. You know, it is is people find a peace. Yep. You know, when they fish, you know. And I you know, I know I do. You know, mm-hmm. when you go out there and so that song pretty much is, you know, just talks about just, you know, whatever you're going through, shoot. Instead of going out there to the bar, you know, getting, yep. getting your head blown up, you know, you know drunk or, or running some women or something like that, you know, just find your solitude and fishing,
0: mm-hmm. you know, yeah. So is this, is Dirty Water still you and your brothers?
1: uh mainly my it will be my brothers will be backing me on, yeah. on some of the performances but it's just right now it's just me on the guitar singing okay and of course you know with, with the backing you sure. know I, I was uh the peterson brothers wanted to you know they come actually they'd be here on monday okay and they wanted to um so we just so in july i might be doing a show with them i mean it's still up in the air that'd be great they asked me to this man they playing Antones.
0: okay so that'd like, be man. great he was like you need to come
1: on out with it so right now what I'm doing I'm just trying to I'm trying to get at least 10 records done okay so have a little song I can brag about right now I only got like yeah. four four records out right now so
0: that's alright I mean it's yeah. coming you got coming. plenty of records out yeah yeah <laughs> what's up the Peterson brothers are Bastrop right
1: uh yeah Bastrop
0: yeah boys. yeah.
1: they they. man those I guys. saw them when
0: they were young young I know they've, they've got a, <clears throat> they've progressed a lot
1: oh man those are my, those are my little nephews man they they call me uncle. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, so I, I, we sit on the phone. it was just here the other night. Um, with Glenn, the, the lead singer, the guitar mm-hmm. player, and Alex on the bass. I mean, he's just incredibly humble. Man, just, just uh They like sponges, man. They soak up everything. And they love to come out here, and we sit on the porch, and he showed me some licks on the guitar, because, you know, uh, Glenn is cool, crazy, mm-hmm. crazy on that guitar. So it's, yeah, yeah, it's just. Just having them, they right up the street, Vastrop. So. Yeah, right up the street. Yeah, so we're
0: right there, man.
1: we be hanging, though. And uh, hopefully they'll be the ones backing me on mm-hmm. a lot of the shows. I'm not going to probably play a bunch, a bunch of shows, but yeah. I want to play enough to where I can know I hit the spots I need to hit, you know. But who knows?
0: I mean, your brother Tomar and the FCs are, are blowing <laughs> up. They're yeah.
1: playing all over. Yeah, Tomar, yeah, my brother, they are, man, actually, they got a dynamical, Performance yeah. like Tomar is like this crazy front man. This dude is, I don't see how he do it, man. He's, it's a great show. Yeah, he's real energetic, man. He sang and we're working on uh, a family, uh, you know, album. Or maybe we'll make maybe like maybe three or four songs. You know, it's a singles world, so we mm-hmm. just put out songs. But uh, it's called Sons of Ike. Oh yeah, Sons of Ike, and uh, my father's Ike. Okay, Isaac. So Sons of Ike, and it's gonna be us four boys and four brothers coming back together and pulling out some records we actually with some old records that we wrote okay so we just kind of like revising them so be on the lookout on the lookout for that one man
0: i definitely will be it's so refreshing to hear you know y'all still together still working and do you
1: dabble in beats anymore at all i do i you know it's been a while but I, i do every now and then if i'm like in passing while i'm working on the record you know i might be you know do, 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 you know mm-hmm. like and I will just save it, but I hadn't really just I hadn't really just got it down you know like I used to, right. but I you know you never lose it man. I mean it's just because nah. everything is all creative. Yep. I mean it's not really about how you do a beat, it's how you think of a beat. You know? mm-hmm. So if you stay if you exercise your your brain as it stay creative, <laughs> you're gonna be forever, whatever it is you know. And that's a muscle you gotta exercise. You're that's creative. true. Yeah, you gotta exercise that. So, you know, and that's helping me while while me working with Latasha and doing the whole fifties, sixties type tones and stuff and Yeah, really. It was just an exercise in me, you know, to where I can just hear things and, and, and it'd be there if I hear it.
0: I can man, do I loved it. like I loved all that stuff with Tasha Lee and the black ties. All Thank that you. stuff you guys were doing was incredible. Thank
1: you, man. Thank you.
0: That man. project also took you to some strange places, didn't it? Like, cause yeah. I I would see random, have yeah. show like Hawaii, <laughs>
1: Hawaii, yeah,
0: like more than once,
1: yeah, more than once. She's actually going to Hawaii next month, okay, and she's gonna be doing. What? We're going to New Zealand, New Austra- Zealand, you know, wow, Australia, uh, uh, Alaska, Alaska, yeah, uh, she's finna do Alaska, um, uh, quite a few places, you know, um, uh, but you know, it's 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 a crazy, it's like. It's not even crazy. It's just it's it's one of those markets you gotta find mm-hmm. because it's not like you know the popular choice of music right
0: now. Well that's so. what I'm saying. It's not just that, but like with her and that project, like it wasn't a big mainstream project, but mm-hmm. you did big shows with people who love you, like in different markets. There's there were places that you guys definitely captured, yeah. which is like that's what you, that's that's <laughs> that was, real.
1: Yeah, that was crazy. It was nice. It was. I mean, we were so you know grateful for the fact that. Well, we're internet now, yeah,
0: you know, you sure, can, you, you know, analytics,
1: you know, yeah, you can figure out where they hit, you know, figure out where you need to go, and so you know, um, you know, it just really for us the videos, mm-hmm. the visuals, and I, and my my whole concept is 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 every song should have a video. I just that's yep. what I believe.
0: That's true. You have done that. <laughs> <laughs> you did do that. That's right. I can think back of the, all those videos. Yeah,
1: I don't care if it's a. Mediocre song. Yeah, you give it a fighting chance. You know, mm-hmm. that's where I look at it. Is like, cause you know, seeing is believing. Yep. And sometimes you can let somebody hear something. They be like, All right. but if they see it while they' listening to it, it's like that song can probably stand a better chance of, oh, I get it now. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, I see why you got that little part in there. and That dude saying that Because in the video. The dude is doing that. You know what I'm saying? So yep. you know, you could tell your story. It's a narrative. The narrative is just like you know. And now, like, imagine, man, man, if if uh, if Barry Gordy had YouTube, if Barry Gordy had YouTube.
0: I mean, come it'd on, be, it'd be done. Well, look at this damn uh, <laughs> Kanye documentary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all just footage <laughs> of the dude yeah. followed him everywhere. It,
1: you see? Yeah, it's a Crazy. visual. It's visual, man. Yeah. I mean, I, what, I don't know the last time you ever clicked on a a, a SoundCloud audio that somebody shared with you. I don't know. Not to mean,
0: Actually, you I can. use SoundCloud more than anything. Okay, but um, and I, and we for podcasts. At some point, I know we need to move into video. I need to do it, but no, that's fine. I don't. I, I like to listen to podcasts for myself personally, and then I look right. at. I don't know. I feel for me personally on video. I'm like, I don't. I'm not going <laughs> to watch myself for two hours. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I guess I don't have. It. That's for other people. But I'm also too fidgety. Yeah, I think for yeah. the, for video, but uh. Yeah. No, I know I need to move into that realm because it's, it's a YouTube world. But podcast, you know? audio,
1: man, if you're talking about something, I mean, it's yeah.
0: cool. I mean, you're
1: still captivating them because, your your subjects are interesting and, yeah. and you bring across really good, you know, wholesome content that, Yeah. you know. But if if it wasn't that, you know, it would be kind of hard to captivate somebody just audio-wise, you know. Yeah, no, I know, I know. Yeah, you got some really good, I mean, and I've been, you know, you was telling me about how you, you know, and everything you've done, man. I mean, everything you've done in the past. But I mean, I know you, you've given me all the accolades, but I'm gonna tell you, man, you've been you've been a very big inspiration for a lot of rappers, singers, just people in entertainment. You know, you know, like the connector. I like to call you the connector because you you make things happen, man. And and people, you know, we need folks like you, man. You tell mm-hmm. it, you know, you bring the narrative, and a lot of us don't get chance to actually, you know. I either be able to tell to people, you know.
0: I mean, I d- yeah. literally did it because it wasn't happening back yeah. then. Yeah. You know, like, there's yeah. so much, like you just said, if Barry Gordy had YouTube, but how much uh. of the early days were not documented? Uh. You know, mm-hmm. there's hardly any pictures of screw. Yeah. No, there no. are pictures. There's not that many. Not that you many. see the same ones yeah. all the time. Yeah, same one. Dang. You know, there's little grainy VHS videos here now and again. Yeah. You Dang. know. Maybe ten people interviewed him. Yeah, I don't know. You know, like yeah. there wasn't just he was he had some moments and stuff, but you know, there's so yeah. much that went so much. I actually went uh, when I first got back to Houston, I'd already been shooting hmm. thirty-five millimeter, you know, regular, Dang. you know, photos and stuff with you know, for yeah. some you know, magazines and but this right. is before the, the internet was all that but right. as the internet was growing and I was in a Best Buy and I was like, you know what? I went and got a Best Buy card, uh, and got a camera, got a Nikon D70, dope. got my digital camera, so I could start yeah. messing with the big boys and yeah. putting the stuff online easier. Yeah, yeah. And uh, wow, man, it was fifteen hundred bucks. I paid it off in like two weeks because all I had to do was tell yeah. a bunch of Houston rappers, yeah, hundred bucks, I'll shoot your yeah. promo photos or something. I did that, yeah, dope. and uh, it just moved on from there. Really, You see you know? what I'm saying, man? Like, but, but really as far as video.
1: You didn't, nah, but you know, I mean, obviously that'll be a walk in yeah. the park if you just, you know, yeah. set it up and do it. Cause I mean, you shoot, man, I know what you, you done did some amazing things, so, and you know, but I can tell you, like, just for me, it's doing the music for us. Um, visuals were were more important Sure. for her, Latasha, because uh, they like to say this young girl was singing his old songs I mean, mm-hmm. like this, and I think I was visually be able be able to tell you why,
2: mm-hmm.
1: as opposed to you just listening to it. It works on, you know, it works for certain certain things that you try. Yeah, I think promote.
0: so. I think, I mean, I, I remember, you know, I'm of a certain age. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> in the '80s, in my hometown, right, uh, MTV didn't like launch like right when MTV launched. It didn't launch in my hometown on our cable, but my father, like I said, had moved to Houston. Right. And he would go to work and put the at home. He put the six hour VHS in. Yeah. Just record MTV record for six yeah. hours and mail it up to me. Yeah, crazy. I mean, a couple of my friends would just be sitting there yeah. like, what is this before? And then we got it. And then it was, uh, you know, it was over video man, killed the radio star for it. sure. But it yeah, killed. I love it. And it's into and this day. I mean, that's what, All I mean, right. they suggested dirty water. And I was like, there it is. It is I got to call Sally. Yeah. Thank you, man. And, uh, so also you, shout out to Nack who had messaged me on, uh, yes, sir. on we we're on online. I think, um, think i got the new number from him okay yeah
1: Yeah. that's 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 my brother there
0: yeah
1: he's yeah he's stay stay true 100 that's my yeah we no we don't we don't go no separate you know man he called me just the other day he was like hey what's up man slick answer your phone man (laughs) yeah and uh but that's my dude man
0: Man, it's great well man it's so great to talk to you and and catch up on all this because uh
1: thank you Matt.
0: i want to get in um i think i want to Offline, I want to talk a little more with you yeah. because let's let's figure this out. Oh, yeah. Because you're the we need a place where we can just find all yeah. the links on on your history, man. Like the music and the progression you've had, like okay the production you've done, yeah. and you know make sure you get your flowers too. I mean, you, you, people man. know, people love you, know your music, and but thank you. Man. And it's I respect you being more low key yeah. like that, but appreciate it. It's important. People yeah. need to know more, man. I mean, this is a Mm. it's it's all I can say Like you did like 90% of that era that everybody was freaking out about. Like we got, you know, would I never forget talking about these things, Mm. strange little asides. Mm. My daughter was little, I was in the Heights in Houston in the park and the New York times article on Houston and Mike Jones and all that just come out. And a woman who I didn't even know Mm. was like, are you the dude they referenced in the New York Times yesterday in that article? And I was like, yes, the Houston rap thing. She's like, yeah. yeah. It's like, I don't know why, but I knew that was you. Dang. And I was like, huh? So thinking that, would that have ever happened if Sally Williams wasn't making oh, them beats? Man. Like, seriously, that was uh, what set everything off. That was that sound. I of course, that. like I said, we yeah. already talked about, it. there were other eras, other things happened, yeah. lots of producers, lots of things happened, but for that certain time, still tipping, and with Mike Jones and then all that stuff was happening, bam! Movement. It was uh, yeah. It was crazy. Cool
1: man. And that, I'm so I'm a, I'm appreciative that is still using that record today. You know, mm-hmm. and um, you know, the Queen of Slim movie that was it was just yep. in, in that movie, and it's being. I get reports from Universal, and it's it's actually folks that I don't even not even heard of. And they requesting this record, so it's it's still doing its thing. You know,
0: I mean that's yeah. the key. I mean. Mm-hmm. That's the blessing, the, yeah. the hit. Yeah, if you can really make that, that get that hit. Yeah, you know, I mean,
1: a classic one that you can it can stick around. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: know, Ice is still doing nice Ice Baby. I'm telling you, You're <laughs> 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 gonna do it to the
1: bank till the till the bank shut down. Now nah, he's yeah, because it's yeah. His money, man. I mean, it's this. That's all we always looking for that 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 one thing that mm-hmm. can stick around.
0: Exactly. Well, we yeah. actually, as an aside, on our way down here we just listened to the brand new Keras one out. Oh man. And I'm like, man. it sounds like 1988. Dang. Like, it sounds like it's, it he's back. rapping. Dang. It's great. You know, like there's no limit to okay. any of this. That's a, feeling, There's I'm no limit to any of this, man. Like yeah. that's, and it. to see you progress into all the different directions and, and now like knowing your history, I'm excited to see you back on stage with the guitar and with your brothers. And yeah. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait either, man.
1: Thank for you, sure. man, for just, you know, and you, you've done a lot for us in the past, even with Latasha Lee book shows, and, uh, you know, you've done a lot, brother. I mean, as far as us, you know, being able to keep it going, it's just, you know, it's important that we do.
0: And I think so, <clears throat> for sure. Thank you, man. Well, thanks for having us out here to uh, your oh, home. I'm Thank glad you. to see it. You're welcome, man. you out here in Luling.
1: Yeah, yeah. My house is my home is y'all's, man. Anytime man. we can come set aside and just just hang out on the porch and eat barbecue and have I'm a few drinks it. yeah yeah And anytime. Welcome, anytime come to
0: austin anytime
1: okay oh yeah i'm coming
0: so thank you one and all for tuning in to another episode of talk so real again my name is matt Gonzalez. this is on the spotify it's on all the uh platforms our special guest today Sally williams you can hit us up anytime it's a uh, talk so realist on the instagram and the twitter and then uh My email is still matt at com. Hit me up anytime. And uh, more things soon come. Thank you.